0: to the right. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. Senior legal counsel, Great Lakes Justice Center. It's Dave Coleman. Dave, how are you? Good to see you again. Good to see you, Joe. You know, in Michigan recently, it feels like the same state, but it's being run by absolute far leftist, elitist nutjobs. And I, I can't believe what they're trying to get away with. So I want to get a little bit of a backstory. We've got a bunch of stations in Michigan. It's 15 or 16 at this point. And we love being on there. As you know, as a TV news anchor in Michigan, probably how we first ran into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how voting is supposed to work. But I also know in 2020, I heard from so many listeners and so many viewers in Michigan who said, "Pax, what do I do? I got six ballots to my house. We've got two people living here. And I say, well, they're not really ballots. They're probably just test ballots. They're not really the real thing. No, no, this is a real ballot. And then I actually made one guy take a picture of it and email it to me. Dave, they were sending out from the state of Michigan because of COVID, allegedly, um, real ballots, real mail-in ballots. Like, if I would have gone where I used to live in Owasso and go check my mailbox, and I could have found six ballots in the mailbox, Dave, Mm -hmm. what's to stop me from filling out all six and sending them in? Nothing, other than the law
1: that, of course, makes it a crime to do that.
0: I'm guessing a lot of people didn't worry about that law in 2020. You and I know that the whole mail-in system was screwed. But you live in Michigan. Is it true they sent out unsolicited mail-in balloting to everybody?
1: Well, I know they sent out unsolicited requests for ballots. That was done a lot. I'd not heard about a lot of people just receiving the ballot itself without some form of a request. But even so, the court came down later and slapped down the secretary of state after the fact and said that was illegal. She had no authority to do that and it shouldn't have been done. Yeah, but what? But yeah, but what, what? What good does that do?
0: Because they counted all
1: the right? ballot ballots. It doesn't do any good, does it? No, not at all. Because it's done. She got away with it. It means she can't do it in future elections, but she got away with it. Don't you that do way. that again? Now Now that now that Biden
0: has won the state, don't you dare do that again. Really? I mean, right. by, by the law, Dave, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, a play lawyer on the radio, but you're the real deal. By the law, couldn't you have sued and had a judge taken it up to have all of those mail-in ballots not counted?
1: Well, there were some attempts to do that, but unfortunately, no decisions came down prior to the deadlines and the elections being finalized, so that was a problem
0: let's go over for my viewers and my listeners i've talked about this before but again you, you can probably spell that out better than i can how does it work how does how does election law decided in florida or california or michigan as per the federal government what does it say about how elections are run in states
1: yeah the federal constitution has what's called the elections clause and that clause says very clearly that for congressional races senate and uh, representatives that the times, places, and manner of those elections are to be set by the state legislators in each state. So the legislature of each state sets those rules. Nobody else has the authority to do it, just the legislature. And so once those rules are set, the only ones that can override what a state legislature did is Congress itself. They could pass some rules or regulations to change what a state did but otherwise it's left up to the state legislatures.
0: And Pelosi tried to do that if I remember HR1 was an attempt by the federal government to take over the the or standardize how elections would work in individual states. Thankfully it failed, but that's what they tried to do, right?
1: Right. And under the constitution if they had gotten enough votes they could have done it,
0: but but they didn't get the votes. It was a bold attempt. So um, the state legislatures, just so we're all on the same page, decide exactly how elections will be prosecuted or or done in a state. So now the state of Michigan decides, in it's infinite wisdom, let's put it on the ballot. And Dave, you just explained to me how it works. Even if it passed on the ballot, that's not legal, is it?
1: Right. That's the problem. See, Michigan has this ballot proposal uh, mechanism in our state constitution that... Anybody uh, can file a petition for a ballot proposal. If you get enough signatures, and it's a lot of signatures, hundreds of thousands of signatures, but if you get those signatures, you can put issues on the ballot, <clears throat> bypass the legislature, and then make new law through uh, the, the people directly voting for different proposals.
0: Yeah, but does, so that, normally, the, the, does, that, circum,
1: does that circumvent yeah. the federal law that says the legislatures have to do it? Right. That's the issue. See, normally 99% of the time, it's not an issue. Yeah. But here, when it's dealing with elections of federal officials, like, like Congress, uh, individuals, then they have to be done. Those rules have to be put in place by the legislature. So when Michigan passed ballot proposals in 2018 and 2022, they bypassed the legislature. Legislators had no say in it whatsoever, and they put in all these new rules you know, early voting, drop boxes, you know, all kinds of things making it easy to have fraud and people uh, putting ballots in, ballot harvesting, all these things were put in through these ballot proposals. So we filed a lawsuit last week in federal court, uh, Great Lakes Justice Center, along with uh, the Thomas Moore Society, Eric Cardall is the attorney with them, and we've joined together to file this lawsuit that is challenging the, both of those ballot proposals in Michigan. Because it violates the elections clause, the legislature had nothing to do with either of those proposals, and therefore it's our, you know, uh, opinion and our, and that's why we filed the lawsuit, that that's illegal and unconstitutional, and we're asking the court to throw it all out. Senior legal counsel, Great Lakes Justice Center.
0: It is GreatLakesJC.org. Dave Coleman. So just so that we're, we're all clear on this, I, I think I, I've got it. The federal government via the Constitution, with the elections clause, says that the state legislatures will do it unless Congress comes in and decides it wants to do it. They didn't do that. They didn't get it passed, so it stays with the states. In Michigan, there's some screwy law that says that you can bypass the legislature if you do it through ballot proposals or something. But I don't know how that changes the, federal, the, the elections clause in the Constitution. You do anything you want in Michigan and bypass legislature all you want. It can't pertain to elections, if I'm hearing you right, because of the elections clause. Is that your argument? You, you can't just supersede this because you
1: feel like it. Right. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, again, 98% of all of these ballot proposals are totally fine. If people get the, go directly to the people, get the petition signed, they get the signatures, they can put it on the ballot. You can have marijuana laws. You can have all kinds of things passed. But when it comes to elections, the times, place, and manner of elections for federal officials must be done by the legislature. It was not done that way. They were bypassed. So we're asking the federal court to throw it all out. And not only throw it out so that now it can't be used next year and next year's elections, but it can't be used in any future elections. Now, Joe, this isn't going to impact what happened already. This isn't uh, trying to you know, uh, annul the elections in 2020 or 2022 because it's too late. Those elections have occurred. Those people are in place. It's not going to undo any of those election results, but it will make a big difference going forward. Let me ask you this. It's Dave Coleman, Senior Legal Counsel,
0: Great Lakes Justice Center. Um, As you told me last time, the legislature in Michigan is now blue by one vote in in each chamber. Couldn't they just take it up and change whatever they wanted?
1: And if the legislature passed it, then it would be passed. And they've done. Then it- why are they doing the ballot proposal when they when they already have control? Well, because they did not have control at the time. These ballot oh. proposals were done in 2018 and 2022. They just took over. And you know, it's an interesting little side note. People may not realize the Michigan House of Representatives may flip here. There, they have uh, one vote lead. Well, there are two Democrat seats where current representatives are running for mayors in oh, wow. their different cities. And they're up for election here in a couple of months. And if they win, and it looks like they're going to, the Democrats are going to lose two seats in the state house, which would make it a 50-50 house until those elections, the special elections are held. So the Democrats might not have control of the state house in Michigan much longer. Good. For those, for those of you watching
0: and listening in Michigan, make sure that you pay attention to these races and get the right people in there. So it will be some sort of a special election. It wouldn't be an appointment by, by uh, Whitmer? Right, exactly. It has to be a special election. Good. It is uh, Dave Coleman, uh, Senior Legal Counsel, Great Lakes Justice Center. Uh, what is this garbage of a hearing now, Dave, about judges having to use certain pronouns? Fill me in.
1: Uh, uh, amazing, Judge. Our Michigan Supreme Court came out, first Supreme Court in the country, to say that judges have to use the personal pronouns of the litigants in front of them, no matter what those are. And so they are now compelling judges to speak in a certain manner through this court rule and saying that they have to use the preferred pronouns so that's causing quite a bit of
0: controversy in the state well I, I would guess I mean uh, some of these pronouns are like zeer and blah blah you think I'm unique I mean uh, you just have to say it yeah, I mean I don't understand yeah. why is this so important Dave because I don't I don't get it just do your court case either you win or you lose and then move on why right. do we have to spend time on stuff like this this minutiae that makes one individual feel good for a second?
1: Right. And that's part of our argument is that this isn't something the court should be weighing in on. The court should not be picking winners and losers in these politically divisive social issues. It should remain neutral in these sorts of things and and just, you know, let everybody treat everyone with respect. I mean, there's a court rule right now that requires all judges to treat all litigants with respect. Well, that's fine. But, you know, it's not this isn't an issue of respect or empathy for anybody else. This, everybody should be treated uh, respectfully. Yes. This is an issue of government mandates, of, compelled, of compulsion, compelling somebody to speak in a certain way that violates that particular judge's religious con- conscience. And you know, this all came up, Joe, because there was a decision a couple of years ago. One of our Court of Appeals judges uh, wrote in, in, a, in a case, People v. Gobrick, and said that this issue came up in the Court of Appeals. And he said, judges are not required to you know use these types of pronouns that it's very confusing you can try to put it in a footnote to say we're explaining it but right. imagine you know somebody they want to use the pronoun they and so then somebody says you know they're asked the question who committed this crime who, who assaulted you and the person on the stand points at the defendant and says they did and you're trying to read a transcript later on well who's they you yeah, know? it would indicate everybody's talk. sitting there yeah yeah, I mean who is it you know what's going on and Judge Boonstra uh, wrote this concurrence in the decision where you know he, he made he, he pointed out that Abe Lincoln once said you know if you say that a dog has one of the uh, a tail of a dog is a leg how many legs does the dog have and he pauses and he says, well four you could call a tail a leg but it doesn't make it a leg I mean judge Boonstra used that the very in his good point. opinion no, it's and very he good said point. look I'm not, he specifically said, here I'll quote him, he said, I decline to join the insanity that has apparently now reached the courts. And so because he wrote that concurring opinion, that led to the ACLU and pro-LGBT groups to petitioned the Supreme Court to say, we need this, see this disrespect. And it was not disrespect at all. You know, what about the rights of judges, Joe? Your right to to speak freely and not be compelled to lie. What well, I mean, I,
0: well, 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 not only that, I mean, if free speech is truly free speech, you can call me she, and I can't legally stop you if right. free speech is really free speech. So this isn't free speech at all. This is controlled speech. This is forced speech to, uh, to again, make somebody feel better and their agenda. So,
1: I mean, is this in place? Did this pass? It's going to mm-hmm. happen? Oh, yeah. They just they released it last week and it's effective January 1st. This will now be uh, the court rule that all judges in Michigan are required to follow. And, you know, we've already heard from a few judges. I think you might see some litigation over this. And uh, we, I hope that any judges in Michigan who want to challenge this will come to Great Lakes Justice Center because we would certainly challenge it. And this is one that would go, I'm sure, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, you know, again, the court should not be compelling judges or anyone to, to speak falsely or to speak in a particular way at all. The court should remain neutral in this and these sorts of things. Justice Zara wrote a dissent you know, to this new rule, and that's pretty much what he said. You know, this is going to lead to confusion in the courts. People, everyone should be treated respectfully, but the court should remain neutral. And when you have these socially divisive issues, you can't have the court weighing in and you know affirming somebody else's political point of view, because that's essentially what they're doing here is they're picking a winner and they're picking a loser. And and that's just not what the court should be about.
0: It's Dave Coleman, Senior Legal Counsel, Great Lakes Justice Center. Go to greatlakesjc.org. Uh, Dave, have you ever had a, a private moment and thought to yourself, what the hell happened to the ACLU? It used to be about civil liberties. It's not. They're literally limiting civil liberties to make certain agendas feel better.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I mean, over the years, historically, we've been on, actually on the same side as the ACLU. I'll bet lot of speech cases because we have the same philosophy everybody has the right to speak whether i agree or not is not the issue everybody has the right to speak in the public square and that's traditionally been the aclu position but now more and more we're seeing that's not the case they're coming out for restrictions they're coming out for compelled speech i honestly don't understand it. i i when you talk to some of the old-time more liberal, you know, and I mean liberal in the traditional sense, yeah. you know, not leftist today, but liberal. They're appalled at what the ACLU and some of these, uh, you know, speech groups are doing now. You know, Freedom from Religion Foundation, things like that. That they're just appalled at it. Yeah, I mean, I mean dude, I, I, I've that? had Alan,
0: I've had Alan Dershowitz on a lot of times, and he's appalled, yeah. and he's a, he's yeah. definitely a traditional yeah. liberal. It is uh, Dave calling. Dave, before I let you go, one quick question um it appears as though the central government was going to try to in the middle of last month start making us wear masks again they're pushing as hard as they can for another shot that most people don't want to go and get i think 75 percent of the american public said that they're not really interested in any more shots um do you see them trying to compel this again and is there anything legally they can do to force people to take it like they were pushing people out of the military they're pushing people out of the emergency room if they wouldn't line up and get this shot in their arm shots and masks
1: are they coming back Is, is it legal well, I think they're coming back, and I think it's not legal. And that's a number of, you know, all the cases we've had, Joe. I've been on your program a number of times about them. Yes. From Western Michigan athletes that we got an injunction against their required vaccinations to Carl Mankey, you know, America's barber, and on and on. I think, yeah. you know, we're going to be fighting these battles uh, <laughs> into the foreseeable future.
0: Well, but It's, yeah, it's, I, not, lost it's on me, not lost on me that the timing is there's another election next year. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: very much so. So any cases brought to you on that yet, or you, somebody's got to be aggrieved first, and you think that you'll probably start hearing cases again?
1: Right, yeah. Nobody, since nothing has really officially happened yet, no, there yeah. have been no recent cases, no. Well, you know, man, Dave, stay
0: on this. Great Lakes Justice Center, greatlakesjc.org. He's the senior legal counsel there. It's Dave Coleman. Dave, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Oh, it's always fun to be with you, Joe. Thanks. All right, brother, we're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Paggs. Always appreciate having Dave Coleman on. The Great Lakes Justice Center does an amazing job looking out for you and me. Far far from just Michigan. They're looking out for constitutional cases every single day. Let me remind you about your constitution of your body. See what I did there? Um, blood pressure support. You get that from Super Beats. Super Beats used to have the powder. Then they went to some other stuff. And then they've got the, the Super Beats heart Shoes. It's all great because it helps you with your natural production of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is the miracle molecule that helps to support healthy blood pressure. Also, healthy circulation, healthy blood flow. You're going to want this because it gives you a nice, beautiful, steady level of energy throughout the day. Why run out of energy in the middle of the day? And then you grab a coffee, quick up, quick down. You grab some sugar. You another, get another high, another low. Why not get good, steady, healthy energy and blood pressure support that you need to go jogging, go play some tennis, get through your work day, maybe pick up the kids, whatever you have going on. And also, a pair of the healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants and superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. So, why not get into these right now? Do yourself a favor, support your heart health with superbeats heart chews. Get a free 30 day supply of superbeats heart chews and a free full size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to joelovesbeats.com. J O E lovesbeats.com. Joelovesbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at that website, joelovesbeats.com. Much more coming your way next hour. We've got a ruling by the Supreme Court about Donald Trump and whether he'll be on the ballot next year. Great news with Kay on a Monday and a whole lot more. Joe Pag Show coming back. Make sure you go to Instagram and YouTube, Joe Talk Show. Go to TikTok, Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Keep it here. Coming back. This
1: is the Joe Pag Show.